Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. My favorite thing in the whole world is to drive up to a, like, dog show person's house. Oh, my gosh. So you pull off whatever road. It's normally, like, a little bit pushed back. And it looks super normal. Except there's always some sort of whatever breed they work with. There's, like, a silhouette of that dog. (laughs) Or Mm -hmm. a flag. Or some sort of, like, outdoor garden piece that is a figurine. As soon as you walk up to the door, you know, like, okay, someone who is really into this world lives here. That is Anna Canada, our friend and our wonderful intern. And she joined us to talk about one of our all-time favorite subjects here at She and Her, which is pets. So Anna has been surrounded by dogs and dog people most of her life. She grew up in Pawnee, Oklahoma, which is a real place. And she grew up with a dad who goes whole hog into his hobbies. He's the kind of guy who has a whole shelf of books just about breeding hybrid roses. And when Anna was seven years old, her parents decided to start their own kennel. And she'd grown up with Siberian Huskies, but that year... Her parents drove all the way from Oklahoma to Oregon to get their first show, Siberian Husky. So things got pretty serious pretty fast. This is when it became more than we love Siberian Huskies. We love having (laughs) dogs in our home. This became we are very serious about (laughs) how Siberian Huskies move, look, think. And that's when they started creating a kennel. Um, and so did a website and all that kind of craziness. Um, but that was our dog, Oki. How did that transition happen? Do you remember as little kids sort of seeing them get increasingly interested in all of those aspects of what it would take to become a breeder? Or? The books started coming. The books. Okay. <laughs> so not only does my father go whole hog into hobbies, he reads everything about them. <laughs> so we started getting books about Siberian Husky confirmation so that's like the westminster best in show kind of um dog shows how well does a dog conform to the aesthetic standards or like Mm. the beauty standards of a breed so if you really think about it at its baseline it's like livestock Mm -hmm. yeah showing and so this is like to show the best 
um, breeding quality. Mm -hmm. And so my dad had started a conversation with a show breeder and that you have to like talk, start talking to them two years in advance because they have their litters all, it's all planned out. Like right now, my dad breeds Italian greyhounds and he has plans for eight litters down the road. Like we don't, we don't have puppies more than like once every two years. Wow. So it's it's not so something like, that you enter into lightly. It takes lots of research, and people are always trying to improve this the breed, get rid of health defects, think about dogs that move better. My kennel needs dogs that have this facial structure. I mean, it, it gets kind of really semantic and really complicated very, very quickly. That's a very particular kind of literacy. Yeah. Like, when I started having to learn about brood bitches and like stud fees. Um, yeah, it, it is a very, it's a language unto itself. So Anna eventually moved away from home to go to college and she never really expected to return to the world of dog shows. That is until she got to grad school. A few years ago, she started a master's in folklore at UNC, and she decided to partner with a local kennel club just for a short class project, or that's what she thought. Yep, because Anna ended up falling in love with both the humans and the critters at the Durham Kennel Club, and she got really curious about the pet-human bond. How do we communicate with animals, and why do we love them so much? And she turned these questions into her master's thesis work, which means she's been spending a lot of time with dog people and visiting their homes. Here's Anna. People always sort of, when you come to their house, put a caveat, like, you know you're coming to a dog house. (laughs) (laughs) Self-aware. You need to know that, like, my house is different than your house. I'm like, okay, got it, got it. Think about, like, your parents, every impulse to celebrate your achievements that you've ever (laughs) they've ever had. What if you weren't there to tell them no? <laughs> I mean, that's what that's oh, what going no. into these homes is like is oh, unbridled adoration. It's 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 absolute love. It is a manifestation of absolute love. I loved going into someone's home and I just said, "Oh, it's so pretty." And she goes, "Oh, yeah. I decorated an early American Westie." <laughs> I mean, their houses are filled with figurines and pictures and, um, you know, there's always family photos and all that kind of stuff. But included in those family photos are pictures of all of their dogs, dogs that are alive, dogs that have passed on. And so there's always the like ritual of you sit down, you talk to the humans for a second and they say, can I let the dogs out? (laughs) And then floods of dogs. Um, (laughs) One really, really fantastic woman I work with. Um. She has Afghan hounds. Oh, they're so beautiful. They are. They're gorgeous. I want to have... get Link one for a girlfriend. <laughs> I do. <laughs> they have this long coat, and it goes Just... all the way down. Okay. Um, and so this woman has, I think, five um, Afghan hounds. And so you sit down at her table, and she lets the dogs out, and it's just tornadoes of hair. Oh, Like, God. coming through you, at you, as soon as you come down. And then you live. I mean, you have to coexist with these creatures in your space and you have to make accommodations. And so not only are the walls different, but there's always a covering on the couch. There's always like a dog bed. There are little kid fences. 
I mean, the way that people create their homes is different hmm. because it's a different definition of whose home it is. Hmm. I was just on a trip in a small mountain house and it was me and five other people. No, seven other people. So there are eight humans and seven dogs. And I've never had that many dogs in that proximity for that a whole weekend period of time and they totally dictated the entire energy and uh movement of the day all those dogs i yeah. mean it was dog rolls i mean it's like <laughs> pack mentality at that right. point too like there are more dogs than humans in the house right so you you talked about this connection between companion animals and people and i know that you've interviewed some uh people around the community and we want to hear a clip from one of them. So tell us who this is and a little bit about her and her story. Um, so this is Anne Trudell and she is a member of the Durham Kennel Club. So most of the people I've worked with are at the local Durham Kennel Club. It's been around since 1921, um, has a beautiful facility and some really awesome people. I spoke to her on the day that she was being the chair of the agility competition. So there's, that's the like, obstacle course thing so this is happened this is in the middle of dogs like jumping over you know piles of stuff and climbing over things and and she works with um miniature poodles awesome let's hear from ann you know i think people that have an affinity to animals in general whether it's dogs or cats or any other animal you know they, they've got a le- level of empathy that i think other people just don't have to some degree i think they they do lack of a quite frankly, a certain level of sensitivity about certain things. I'm interested in understanding my dog, and so I'm looking for cues in their behavior. You know, when they look at me in a certain way, it's like having a, a emotional awareness with other people, you know, being able to read personalities or something like that. Some people just can't do it. Um, but uh, I think if you're a successful dog trainer, um, you can read those cues very well. That's a clip from one of the women that Anna talked to for her field work. So I'm curious about this this dog communication thing because I've read an article recently that I think I shared with Sandra that was like 10 ways to show your dog you really love them. And, of course, I read all of them. But it, it was, they were kind of surprising to me. They were like, um, you know, dogs don't necessarily like hugs, but they like to, like, lean up against you. So lean up against them. Like, they do really like eye contact. Things that they don't like eye contact when you're first meeting them. When you're first meeting them. Interesting. Okay. So what kinds of like things have you learned about how dogs communicate and express their emotions? Great question. That you could share. I'm so glad you asked it. Um, So so because my research is less about like the actual cognitive functions of dogs and more about like how people communicate with them Mm -hmm. and how they like express the importance of animals in their lives, I don't have – super verifiable facts that's, to give you. That's fine. But anecdotal is fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I just have realized in having my dog as kind of my guinea pig for everything, um, you just kind of learn a specific language. So I think really like all of these, these are 10 ways that you can absolutely do. There are 10 ways you can absolutely communicate with your boyfriend, but it doesn't mean all of them work <laughs> right. every time. Um, dogs are equally unique. Um, so you have to make sure that you're starting to pay attention. So I always really like um, 
just taking some time each day to kind of watch Ray. It's um, the coolest thing you could do. Right? It's so much fun to see, like, okay, so what gets her attention today? Or she's feeling kind of lazy, so she's not going to come out of her kennel and she's going to hang out. Or um, she's missed me while I was gone at school, and so she's going to come and cuddle next to me. I mean, the more that you can notice and the more that you can sort of incorporate those into your life, um, the better relationship will be. Why do you think humans want and love dogs in particular so much? Well, dogs have this like long history of being able to read human emotions. They're one of the only animals that has ever figured that out. A really cool trick you can do with your dog to see how well you've bonded. Um, and this, you could also do this with a baby too. Yawn at them. Hmm. So if you yawn and they see you and connect with you, they yawn back. I mean, they're social beings. They are with you and they're they're looking for your emotions. They're spending that time with you. Um, so in, in sort of the study of family folklore, there's this idea that your family is based out of necessity and proximity. That's why you're like a tight group. The same thing with your animal, necessity and proximity. I'm sure you've heard countless really special stories from people about their moments with their animals but are there a couple that just rise to the top that have really left an impact on you the woman who I started working with very first she has always had German shepherds but she's also she now has golden retrievers she also has a husband who is very ill Um, and so in the course of my research she got a new puppy because her husband asked for one um, and it's been really special to watch how he, I mean, he's walking with a cane and an I, you know, oxygen tank, how he lights up as mm-hmm. soon as that dog comes into the room, how he, even though every step is, is constant, he has to concentrate on is often very difficult for him. Um, he makes that effort to do all of the obedience classes with her. Hmm. And it I wasn't. I feel like might be tearing up. Oh. <laughs> it's not I uncommon much to have cry. Been this whole this whole show. <laughs> All of there's always a tear a tearjerker <laughs> moment in any of my interviews. Um, but so he he's worked with this dog Ruby for as much as much as he can, and it was really beautiful for me to be able to speak with her about the importance of the pet therapy work that they do. Hmm. Um, because of his illness and because of the connection that he's able to have with this dog and how it helps him, they want to share that with other people. There are, like, countless, countless stories yeah. um, about pets who just have read something. And what that is, I don't know. Um, one woman who I know, she has an like, epilepsy alert dog mm-hmm. um, who is with her who is attuned reading her body and often will know before she knows that she's about to have, like, an epileptic fit. Wow. And so, I mean, that that connection, that reading of each other is really important. It not only, like, makes a happy home, but it it saves people's lives. So Anita and I can both be big-time warriors, and we talk all the time about how we don't know what we're going to do when our dogs die, and I'm probably going to (laughs) cry. But... What have you learned 
from people about how they grieve their pets? That it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it's also hard to explain to other people why you're upset. So I have one woman who I work with. Her children don't understand why she has so many dogs. Constantly are saying, like, don't get another dog. <laughs> or didn't understand when her dog was, you know, battling cancer and about to die, why she wouldn't come and visit them. We were sitting and we were talking and I said, well, that makes all the sense in the world to me. Like, you can see your kids, but like, she's only going to be with you so much time. And she goes, Anna, you get it because you and I are dog people. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the world, they don't get it. And they're not not as supportive about it. Yeah. One of the things that I really have, it's been hard to like listen to people really be upset about their dogs but I think it's cathartic for people to explain like this dog is so important to me um I've sat down and watched video slideshows set to music of dogs that people have loved as much as their husbands (laughs) um um, or people have uh, pet memorial gardens or keep their pets ashes in their living room I mean, physical physical reminders of the importance of these animals in your life and in your space. I mean, the death of an animal is also generally the first time anyone encounters death. Hmm. Um, I remember it's the first time I had to come to terms with mortality. Mm-hmm. Is that a dog, mine and my dogs died and they weren't around anymore. And now I have to figure out what that means. People also have public remembrances. So this is, I mean, there's the whole world of like the pet obituary. There's the whole world of the pet cemetery. Um, outside of the Durham Kennel Club, there's a memorial walk. Hmm. But the thing that's also kind of interesting to, about that to me is there are also humans on that. So the humans that have, of the club that oh, have wow. passed away and the dogs that have passed away are in the same space. Um, and that's really, I think, very powerful. Huh. Because so often you get labeled that crazy dog lady who's upset that her dog died. Um, When it that's a powerful relationship, and you should take some time to mourn it and think about it, kind of in the same the same way that you move on from a death. You have to go through the same steps. It's so funny. I remember going to the place that I got Ollie was this place called Saving Grace, and it was like this farm out in Wake Forest and they get a lot of dogs from rural shelters and I remember seeing this couple who um, they were like brought dog after dog of like deciding which one they wanted and finally someone was brought this dog and she was holding in her arms and she started hysterically sobbing and she was like this reminds me so much of Birdie and I remember I like was laughing in my head I was like this is ridiculous like you're getting another dog. And I grew up with a dog. And so I was like, I get it. Like, a dog is great for X, Y, Z. And, like, she needs to lock it up. But then it's so different. Like, when you actually feel like you're parenting. Like, the whole, the term dog mom, I still feel, like, ridiculous saying it. But it really is. It's like, <laughs> I have to skip work because my dog is, like, having uncontrollable diarrhea or, like, whatever it is. It's, like, it's a very different kind of relationship when it's, like, just you and this pet or, like, they their entire life depends on you. And it's a level of, like, you have to know their personality, know everything about them. So now – and it'll be with you for, like, hopefully at least 10 years of your life. So looking forward, I can imagine, yeah, that would be tragic to, like, 
get another puppy and then have this moment of like, but it's not the same. And I would have never understood that until now, I think. It's one of those things that unless you're in it with this animal, it's really easy to trivialize. Yeah. Um, but the moment that you are like, oh, I'm I'm connected, then it all makes sense. Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> well, we're really running short on time. I feel like we should – let's end on a light note. What's your favorite – relationship moment with you and Ray so far? So I fall down a lot. I like fall down all of the time. Often when I am like walking Ray, um, I have really bad ankles. And so I just like fall flat (laughs) on my face. I'm walking down straight path down on the dirt. Um, And Ray, every time that happens, like kind of runs away and then immediately comes back and just is there. She's like, I want, I need to comfort you. I need to be with you. I need to lick you. Not always the most helpful in those situations, <laughs> but I really appreciate her um, her ability to see, like, oh, I am in distress. And you know what's good for that? Being right next to you. Yes. Um, yeah. She's the best research assistant, hot water bottle, and face licker ever. Oh, my oh. God. I believe it. Well, love it. Anna, thank you so much thank for coming on. Thank you guys so much. I'm so glad I've gotten this. to know you and gotten to hang out on the radio. Oh, God. Yes. It has been so a blessing. <laughs> Seriously. Everything you've been seeing that's good about she and her recently has been Anna. So. Amen. Well, we are going to take a quick break, and then we will check in with our moms. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Stay tuned. So I'd love to hear a story of one of your most joyous moments with your dog. That could be Simba, your current dog, or Lucky, our first dog. I think um, I'm going to go with Simba. And the joyous moment came out starting with something sad. So him, when Simba was two, he was hit by a car, and I just heard the loud thud. Um, and the car just left him in the road and went off, and I went out to get him and lifted him up, and he was quite badly injured, and that he'd been hit in his side of the face. He was in very bad shape, and Dad was out of the country, so Nikhilesh and I drove to a hospital and took him. And it was really quite scary. He lost the sight in his eye, and he was, you know, very sick overnight in intensive care. So I think the joy came in the next morning when he really completely recovered, came off oxygen, um, 
had lost his sight but was really just himself again and I remember just being so grateful and thankful and crying like a baby um, that he was okay um, so that, that was a really joyous moment to know that he was going to be okay golly well I don't even have to think about it as a memory exactly uh, because just about every day they make me really happy and some days they do make me feel super just a super rush of joy and one of the things that Riley does we have two dogs as you know and one of them was uh, very very badly abused when he appeared at our house and very frightened of people and wouldn't have anything to do with anyone for quite a long time and now he is the biggest lump of sugar you can imagine (laughs) what I just find thrilling every time it happens is when I come home from work and or when I just come home from being away for a little bit and he meets me at the door and all of a sudden he throws his head straight up in the air and he trumpets it just (laughs) thrills me every time he's so glad that's how I interpret anyway he's so glad that I'm home so that makes me feel absolutely wonderful and that happens uh, probably about once a week for sure those are the moms the moms doing what they do best Tell stories about things that they love. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That is our show for tonight. Um, And we are giving a special shout out to our wonderful intern, Anna Canada. She is leaving us for Baltimore. And we're really going to miss her and the incredible work that she's done. Yes, we are. Don't know what we're going to do without you, Anna. But I know. We'll text you about it later. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be dark times. Okay, so that is our show, and you can find anything you'd want to know about our programming at sheandherradio.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at sheandherradio. And we are rounding out our second season, so we have a couple of episodes left up our sleeves, and then we'll be gone for a while. So stay tuned. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.